Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. You ready? I'm ready. I am so excited because this episode of The Real Deal, I am able, ready, and willing to interview a friend that I've been thinking about having you on for a while. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, but today's the day. So I have Andrea Hopgood with me, and before we get to the questions that are the rapid fire that just get you used to hearing her voice and mine together, I just want you to know that she is the real deal. Uh, I don't know, we don't know each other super well, but I have such a respect for you. I feel it's mutual. I feel like we also just want to root for each other. Mm -hmm. So um, I just always want you to know you go, girl. Anything that you're interested in and anything that you do, I just want to champion who you are because I really love what God has done in and through you. So I honor you. you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yes. And thanks for your flexibility today. Oh, just come, definitely. You know, she, she's made it through no traffic lights, a storm yesterday, all sorts of things. But, you know, she's here today. So, Andrea, before we get going, just as fast as you can, this just gets people used to your voice. Okay. Right? So would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither? Neither. Okay. <laughs> um, morning bird, night owl? Night owl. Okay. Are you books or movies? Books. Okay. Silence or music? Music. Leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. Yeah. You are very leaned in, girl. (laughs) I love that about you. Shower or bath? Bath. Oh, yay. Yes. I always get that. Yes. Okay. All right. Driver or passenger? Driver. Okay. Do you like to eat in or dine out? Dine out. Oh, right. Okay. I think I might have been able to get... Most of those. Just okay. Just sort of, you know, observing you, but I don't, I didn't know everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that this podcast is called The Real Deal. And my dad was Richard Dean. Yes. And prior to passing away, he would say, just be the RD, be the real deal. Love and he it. he really was, Andrea. Like, what you see is what you get. He was never one way in one circle of friends and a different way somewhere else. I mean, we all chameleon a little bit because Paul says we can become all things to all people. Right. But I knew my dad was who he was. Mm-hmm. And he always told us just to be the real deal. Leather should be leather. Pottery should be pottery. Wood should be wooden. You know, like, don't fake. Right. Don't fake. And mm-hmm. I think it drew me to such authenticity. Mm-hmm. And it's not that during junior high or whatever, I didn't see other girls and kind of want to be what, but I've always wanted to be me. Yeah. And I think it's sort of a process mm-hmm. of becoming who we are. Right. And actually really owning it. Mm-hmm. But is there a person that comes to mind that is the real deal to you mm-hmm. and you just knew? he or she's not faking it, but how did it affect you? Yeah. Would you share that? Um, Yes. Her name was Avis and we worked together and she was a pastor's wife at the time I was not saved and I was living my life and she would, every day we would, we worked together and we would um, get to work and she would say, what did you do this weekend? And I would, oh, I went to this club or I did that or I did this. And she would just say, okay, okay. And she just accepted me for who I was. But then one day she, I said, guess what? Jesus found me this weekend. And she was like, I'll call you back. And I could see her from across the room. Okay. And I could see her going to the bathroom. So I get up and I follow her to the bathroom. And then she said, now (laughs) you're going to have your wings and you are going to fly. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, right. I was like, what do you mean? And so we just walked that process together. And she was the real deal because she never, um, 
beat me over the head with the gospel. Mm. She prayed for me mm. and checked in with me every week, accepted me where I was. And when I said that Jesus found me that weekend, that's when she walked right alongside me and, and, and steered me, you know, where to go and where not to go. And, but she was never a Jesus freak where yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like holier than thou yeah. kind of person. So yeah. So she was the one, she was the one. So Avis. Yes. So Avis affected you. Yes. I'm going to say, because that's kind of your model. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It really did bear out, yeah. bear fruit in your life. Yes, it has. You walk alongside people. Right. You don't I never thought about the, that. You don't expect them to be at the finish line. Right. I never thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She really did. It really affected you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome because then I would say um, where um, when I was a children's pastor, she um, came um, to the church and I hadn't seen her in years and she lives in the city okay. and she came to the church and she said, I got up this morning and I felt like I just needed to come and see you in action. And I was like, what? So they walked me and said, Hey, you have a visitor. And okay. I'm like, I'm in the middle of ministering. Like, sit, can somebody bring her down, brought her down. She got to see me in action. Oh. So it was almost like this person she had prayed for. Now she see me pastoring to and ministering to the children and everything. And then that next week she passed away. Oh my word. Yes. God that just wanted her to see fruit. Yep. That was, I'm giving myself goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, you are. That was just a God thing. She yeah. she passed away that next week. I, I'm just going to believe that God, by his spirit, told her to go. Yes. You know what I mean? And right. like she said, mm-hmm. somehow. But I, I, right. I'm going to say that that's really a, a matter of her knowing yes. that she's listening mm-hmm. to God. Exactly. And he gave her that. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yes. So let's go to that. So you were in action. She yes. saw you in action. Yes. I want you to tell a little bit about what in action means for you. Like, because oh. you minister, mm-hmm. but give me some of the ways yeah. that you minister. Oh my goodness. Currently, the way that I minister is I have two soul care groups that meet at my home. Okay. Many people ask, what is a soul care group? Okay. And a soul care group is not like your typical Bible st- Bible study, right. like we're just going to go through the book of right. Mark or something. What did something. you get for number seven? Right. No, no, no. It's like, how can I take this and apply this to my life? How can this change my soul so I can be a better person for someone else? So I can be um, Jesus with skin on for yep. someone else and live my life as if I am a Christian because yep. that's what I am. And so um, I do very creative things to bring bring the message to life with object lessons. It's almost like children's ministry and women's ministry combined. combined. Yep. Your two loves. Yep. Mm-hmm. My two loves. Yeah. You know I love about that is I would say children ministry or children's ministry is really the heart of the gospel because it says you need to become like a little child. Right. And when we overcomplicate, then we're right. usually putting a yoke on somebody of mm-hmm. something that Jesus never said. Right. So when you keep it simple like that, mm-hmm. I bet to the women, well, I've yeah. heard about your Bible study and, and the soul group. They love yes. it, right? Yeah. Yes, they do. And yes, they begin they do. to rely on one another and right. they grow deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And God had given me just the outline for a whole year. Like we meet every month and the ladies had to make a one month, a one year commitment to meet at my home for two hours. First Friday of the month, I cook a home cooked meal for them. It was like 10 ladies yeah. that come to my home for one group and like seven for the other. Oh, that's um, awesome. Home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. And many of the ladies are single. And so they said, this is the one time time that they're together and eating like as a family you know so that's just special to me and then we have our icebreaker you know and then we dig into what we're going to teach for that month so that has been just um that has been been awesome 
what we do what we do with that. So did you start with two or did you start with one and I added? started with one. Okay. And so I he gave me stuff for one year and so it was coming up so October is the first month of the year okay. for the, for the um soul care. So it was like August and I said ladies we have this month to meet and we meet in September and then you know then we're done. It's been great. Thank you so much for trusting me with your soul yeah. and they said what do you mean? We're, we're, we're not going any, we're not going anywhere and I was like what do you mean you're not going anywhere? God gave me stuff for a year. And they're like, well, we're here for year two. And I said, okay. And I'm like, okay, God, you better tell me what to do for yep. year two. Yep. So now we're coming to the end of year two. Um, but in the midst of that, I said, I know that I was supposed to like keep this going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started another year one. So okay. another group of ladies joined me for year one. So they were going through the things that we, you know, that, that you did previously with the first right, group. Right. Okay. Yep, mm-hmm. And so I have a year one group and a year two group. And so now we're coming to the end of that. And I, again, hey, ladies, it's August. <laughs> September's coming and they're like and we're ready for year three I'm like you've got to be kidding yeah. me I was like you guys are blessing me mm-hmm. because I'm just listening and being obedient mm-hmm. you know and so now what I'm doing starting in October I'm combining the two groups okay to make them one okay but I know some ladies are going to drop off from yep. each group you know because they've done their thing and they need yep. to move on to other things so I'm hoping for the group to be between 12 and 15 no yep. bigger than 15 yep. um and so yeah so we'll be That's saying our so goodbye Good. Not our goodbyes. We'll be saying our see you laters yep. next month to those that will be moving on to other things. Okay. And then the two will become one. Because I know there's some other things that God has for me to do. Yeah. And so I'm just making room for that. Yeah. I had a pastor when I lived in Minneapolis that said, it, it was a true statement. You only have so many bullets to shoot. Yes. Now, I believe that the more we give, the more God increases our capacity. Right. Like we can mm-hmm. do more than we know. Right. But as far as like so many bullets to shoot, you... Your yes to one thing is a no to something else. Exactly. So for you to just know your own boundaries mm-hmm. and your own capacity is, right. is wise. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I yeah. knew that because um, one of the gals came with you to the um, launch of He Speaks. Yes, right? she did. And she was from your soul group. Yes, right? she was. Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so right. good. Yep. Yep. And then many people bought the book from there yeah, and okay. everything. So, yeah. so have you guys done anything related to it? Um, it was actually one of my teachings. Nice. I actually did one. Yeah, I actually did a teaching where I brought that in um, yeah. and referenced the book and had it there and read one of your entries. And then oh. from there, so, some of the ladies went on and, and bought it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Supporting well, one asking, another. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I just think that, that that's the thing is right. that if, if it can help anybody, um, and foster somebody else's listening, right. then that's great. Yep. But I knew that you um, did He Speaks because you were so sweet. You sent me a text. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to talk about this on this <laughs> thing, but you sent me a text kind of like, I hear from God. Right. And and you just want to share, you were kind of like, well, I hear. And mm-hmm. you sat down and something wasn't coming at first. And you know, like, I'm graduate level, or you didn't <laughs> say that, but you right. knew you hear, heard. Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about yeah. what happened. Yeah. Oh, let me see. I was reading and nothing was coming to me. And I was like, okay, what in the world am I, what's going on? So I was like, okay, well, maybe it just wasn't meant for me. So I yeah. closed the book and then I felt him say, no, I still have something to say. So I opened it up again and I was like, okay, well, let's read it again. Okay. And so then I read it again, read it on through. And then I sat there because the first time I just read it was like, okay, and just close it. But I didn't do that pause. Mm. And that pause is what's important because it's like, okay, ready your spirit for what I'm about to say, get ready. And then I took the pen and I just started writing and, and then I read what I wrote afterwards. And then I thought, 
I just wrote that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, because I wrote exactly what he had put on my heart. But it's because I had just closed the book and was like, OK, I'm done. But you have to pause that moment and and prepare yourself and just mm-hmm. sit in his presence before before I heard him speaking. Yeah. But oh. I was like, OK, nope, he's not saying nothing. OK, let me go yep. wash dishes. Yep. And he was like, no, I'm not done. I, I have love that you say. were so honest because number one, that's the real deal. And number right. two, you told me that mm-hmm. via text. Yeah. And that encourages me. Yeah. I mean, an encourager still needs to be encouraged. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is making an impact. If yes. it impacted Andrea, <laughs> I know it can impact people. So I was really glad with your honesty. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what you shared with your soul care group. Yes, I did. That's probably very yes. important. Yes, I for did. For them to know. Because like we've had these Zoom calls and. One girl, I said, I, you know, kind of tapped somebody ahead of time. I said, would you share? And what I loved is she said, I want to share that I get distracted. Yes. So that week we kind of talked about some of the distractions. Mm-hmm. And another gal goes, well, one of the main ways I hear is through dreams. And she shared a dream. And so mm-hmm. that week, you know, it's like right. things were different based on right. who hears. We're right. hearing, but some of us see. Yes. Some of us feel. Right. Some of us just know. Some mm-hmm. of us are dreamers. Some of us, all those things, because right. God's never limiting. Okay, mm-hmm. so you talked about the soul purpose, which mm-hmm. I love that you're doing that with women. Yeah. You talked about how it evolved, mm-hmm. which I think is good that you didn't just decide what God could use you to do. You Mm-mm. went with it. But then the other way you minister is children. Yes. Of course, share a right. little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. Tell me kind of like what God did in the beginning. For you to become a children's oh, minister, or how did that start? Wow, that's a story. So my husband and I had been at a small Baptist church, maybe about 50 people. Okay. And if anything happened at the church, we were involved with it. Like okay. if it was a couple's retreat, we were planning. And if it was an outreach, we were planning it. And, and so we had been there for a few years. And then we were just like, you know what? Now we have a baby. She was like two years old. Okay. And we were like, you know what? We feel like it's time for us to move on to another ministry. So then we went to a, um, from a Baptist church to a Pentecostal church, okay. which was a very different experience. Right. My husband grew up more in that atmosphere. I grew up more Lutheran. So, um, so we get to this church and, um, my baby, like I said, is two. And if you have a baby and you're putting them in children's ministry, my heart is that the parent should volunteer. So I went on and was volunteering in children's ministry. And we had been there for a couple months. And that when we left the small church, they said, you guys are going to get swallowed up at that church. There's like 2000 members. You're going to, your gifts are going to get dormant. And I said, you know what? I don't even care because I am tired and I need rest. So we had been there for a few months and then someone came to us and said, um, um, pastor wants to meet with you guys. Now, this is a church where you do not approach the pastor. Okay. The pastor is more, you know, like distant. distant yeah. You know, and has security and all of that. Okay. And so I was like, what? Like the pastor want to <laughs> meet with us. So I looked to my husband. I said, well, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, are we in trouble? Right. And he was like, I didn't do anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, why does he want to meet with us? So we go and meet with them sitting across the table, you know, across the desk from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, are you guys the Hopgoods? And we're like, yes, sir. He said, the Holy Spirit told me that you're supposed to be our next children's pastors. It was silence. And we were like, oh, my goodness. Now, this is a husband and wife ministering team. So they believe in that. So they were bringing Bruce and I on as both as children's pastors. But I was the one that was going to be on staff. And I said, yes, sir. And I have always loved kids. I wanted to be a teacher. Wow. And but I never pursued the education to become a teacher. So we walked out of that office and I was like. What does a children pastor do? And my husband was like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> so I said, well, what is the next biggest ministry I know of? I was like, Elmbrook. 
I know Elmbrook. So I went there and Elizabeth Green was the mm. children's pastor at that time. I went in there and I was like, hi, Elizabeth. This I just got this, you know, job, this job, this calling. I believe it. It just clicked with with, you know, what I felt in my spirit. But I don't know what to do. Yeah. She said, read Children's Ministry magazine okay. and um, come to our network meetings monthly. Oh, so she connected you. I was like, okay, that's it. She was not a warm, fuzzy, put your arm, oh, take you under okay. your wing. To, it was like, do this and do this. Okay, nice meeting you. Bye. Bye. There's a and door. I was like, okay. And that's exactly what I did. I read that children's ministry magazine. Um, at that time, I believe it was monthly. I read it forward, backwards every oh, time. Okay. I came to the monthly network meetings that um, Elmbrook had, and I was in my word. And that is how I became a wow. children's pastor. I never knew that. Nope. So just obedience. Yes. And God does equip the call yes like you know what i mean mm-hmm. he doesn't always call the equip right. he equips yep. because he called you yep that's and exactly you what it obeyed. was yep i obeyed so were you nervous i mean okay you guys need to know this about andrea hopgood <laughs> this girl could talk to you about shoe leather for three hours and you'd be like oh shoe leather that's what my dad used to say like literally you're captivating you're fun Thank you're you. a burst of energy. I believe God has used your energy mm-hmm. to display his glory. Mm. It's one of the ways. Not not yeah. everybody has to be all fireworky. Right. Right. God uses everything. But mm-hmm. I do believe that you're captivating. Yeah. And kids would love that. Yes. Your, your mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. Your presence in the way you do. Yeah. So was it, were you ever nervous? Were you just kind of like, okay, God, did you feel a takeover? Kind of like, okay, God's using me now. How, how did it manifest? I was never nervous. Okay. It was almost just like a confirmation. Yeah. Because I always wanted to be a teacher. But in my mind, the only teacher I knew was a school teacher. Yeah. So it was like, see, you are a teacher. And I was like, well, I don't have seminary. I don't have yeah. like any ministry. You know, we had taken some classes, you know, here and there, Bruce and I. But I was like, I don't. And he and so I never mm-hmm. felt it was just like, OK, it just it was just felt like a confirmation yes. in my spirit and i was like okay this is what we this is what we're going to do so and at good. that time um puppetry was very popular and christian clowns were very popular so my whole family became christian clowns wow me Bruce and Bria all became Christian clowns and we would go um, to different churches and yeah. do events and we did the gospel face painting, right, right, right. birthday parties. We did everything. So it's like once that I got that um, vision and I, like I said, was reading and seeing like, okay, this is what the industry is about. I just took it and did all kind of things to bring kids into, yeah. into faith. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So do you ever hear from anybody that, was under your pastorship and because you know we know there's the fivefold ministry right we have apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers and mm-hmm. god will use right i think you're both teacher pastor mm-hmm. actually because there's going to be some that you're going to shepherd through yep, the, exactly. the women for sure you're pastoring right. mm-hmm. um but not everybody feels like they're a pastor right so there's mm-hmm. probably this this teacher in you that needed yes. to be used right so do you ever see kids like i knew you when I was in third grade, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That actually, the church that we um, started pastoring at is right around the block from our house. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And I have gone back there, and yes, now the kids are grown up and they yeah. have kids, and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. like. This is something else. So, yeah. So now I am loving this season because now I'm going back and helping churches that don't have viable children's ministry to structure, restructure, or if their leaders need training. So I'm reaching back now and helping those that was in the position that I was. Oh, I didn't know that. That's your new job. That's what I'm doing. in Right. That's what I'm doing um, as part of basics because I'm a minister to Milwaukee through basics. So that's soul care. Mm -hmm. And then it's the children's Mm -hmm. ministry part. 
awesome. Mm -hmm. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. Just mention basics right now because that's a huge thing in Milwaukee. And it is an awesome ministry. Mm -hmm. Right. it stands for? Brothers and Sisters in Christ Serving. Right. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're part of basics. Right. And then... So you're kind of helping people get wheels under them, yeah, and under their ministries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they they wobble, you're like, I'm there. I've got some ideas, right? Everything that mm-hmm. you needed at the very beginning, now right. you're supplying, right? Through mm-hmm. God, exactly. Oh my goodness, yeah. girl, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Do you ever get the thought of I'm receiving or I'm walking in my heart's desire, but I didn't even know it was my heart's desire? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's something because then they're like, oh, do you want to come and teach again? Do you want to come? And it's like, there's such a line that I know that that's not me anymore, Yeah. but I know that I'm in the leadership part to, 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 to teach the leaders, to train the leaders. Yeah. I can get in there and get dirty with the kids and all of that. But I know that now at this season, this is where I'm at. And that was weird. That was Mm. a weird Mm. transition um, transition. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, help is needed. I can jump in and help. And it's like, but that's not where you are right now. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, obviously that's something that's hard for me right now because it's like, oh, I can come and cover for you once a month or twice a month. And it's like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. No. Yeah. It's a, a promotion of sorts, not right. only like in the way that we sometimes do status or stratas of things, mm-hmm. but God's going, I moved you to this. Right. I need you to be this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been something that's been kind of hard for me to accept because I can and feel like I should still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wants you to continue to train and encourage yep. and be over yep. and be an overseer. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I bet you David didn't know he was a king. He thought he was a shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I think God always takes our identity and 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 gives us what he sees us as. Right. And he gets us inking that yeah, direction. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Your identity. Yeah. Has your identity always been this secure? Uh, no. Can you, can you, <laughs> can you unpack that a little bit? Oh, because my gosh. Finding out who we are is right. like breaking open the world. Yes. A whole new yep. world. I mean, exactly. seriously. So exactly. what? tell me a little bit about your journey with your identity. My identity was intact. I knew exactly who I was and everything until I became a children's pastor at a suburban church. Okay. And once I became the children's pastor at a suburban church and, you know, I'm leading and doing everything. And then somebody came to me and said, you are intimidating and you don't even know it. Oh. And I said, uh, well. What? And at the time I was, it might've been one other black person on staff. And I was like, well, I don't want to be the only black female on staff and I'm intimidating. And, you know, and they laughed it off and everything, but that really did something to me. Mm. It made me start to slowly um, shrink back. And I didn't even realize it at the time. You were compromising. I was compromising. Yes. I was compromising my identity to conform, to be a part of the group. To be accepted. Well, that'll preach anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, it yes. doesn't have to be children's ministry. Right. Mm-hmm. It just means like dial dial yourself down. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's just what I did. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. And then over some years, you know, and I learned to smile and I learned to do everything. I learned to keep my head down and do my work and make sure the babies knew Jesus and, you yep. know, try my best to do awesome things to help them grow in their faith and all of that. And then um, somebody said, we need to hear your voice. Because I became a yes person. You want me to do that? Okay. You want me to do that? Okay. Okay. Yes, I'll do that. 
Yes, I do that. Never offering. Okay, well, what about this? What about that? Because I had just totally shut down. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm too much. Yeah. I'm too, you know, and I don't want to be that, you know, because I took it all negatively. And then I, um, when she said, we need to hear your voice, you know, and I was just like, what wow, is my when, voice? When did I lose my voice? Right. That was my thing. I'm like, I am using my voice. And it was like, no, you're, you've conformed. And then, so I found, I heard about, um, uh, Potter's in the soul care group yes, yes. Um, with Steve Smith and he approached in Colorado, me. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's in Colorado. And he came to the church and he was like a pastor to the pastors. So we would meet with him every so often. And, and during this one meeting and he was like, you feel with the Holy spirit. I said, yes, I am. And he was like, you should come to Potter's to, to Potter's in to the soul care Institute. And I was like, what is a soul care institute right, right. gave me the pamphlet read it over and i was like oh yes i need yeah, this yeah, yeah. so they so i made a two-year commitment to go to their north carolina campus okay um so i was in a cohort went there for two years and learned how to care for my soul and Woo! that's when i just realized that i had conformed that's where i realized that um i had lost my my identity like who am i it was so many teachings that just resonated with me so much and that's what started to build my identity back henry nowen the um beloved like that book just was like mind-blowing to me so when i was in class with you and you were teaching on the beloved yes that's why that resonated so much with me because i was like Oh my gosh, you know. Yeah. And so I did that for two years. And in the midst of it, I was like, there are so many people that need this, but they cannot take off a week every, you know, quarter to come to come here. They can't pay for all the flights and all that right. kind of stuff. Right. And it's a hefty tuition to go. Right. And so I was like, they can't do that. How can I bring this to just the average person? I love it. And then um, and then that's where soul care started, you know, like stirring up in me. But then it was when I just had an encounter with God and he just laid it out, showing me exactly how it was going to happen. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, I had totally lost, totally lost myself. And now in this journey of the two years of the teaching. Great. You know, and I finished that, I think, in 18, 18 or 19. 18, I think I finished that teaching, that that whole cohort. And then after that, it's just been like my own growth. And like, I know who I am now. I know my identity. I'm not tied up in those things anymore. I literally just, I I often pray this, but I feel like you've been resuscitated. You're like cattle. Yes. Like, yes. Clear. Yes. Like you're, you're back. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. But, But probably better. Because mm-hmm. God doesn't leave anything right on one level. That's that's definitely how I feel. Because more learned now, you know, with wisdom and just yep. growth and just experience. Because to me, experience is the best teacher. Yes. And I've experienced some things, some good, some bad, some, you know, you learn from everything, right, you know. Right. And so, yeah, so definitely better. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember when I was given an identity talk and you were on staff and I just said, you are the beloved. Yes. So I often just put a period, but I raise it up to the middle. Be mm-hmm. loved. Yeah. And you came up to me afterwards and that was really resonating yeah. with mm-hmm. me. And that's so cool because yeah. you are the beloved, yeah. but you're allowing what he's done in you to be what you pour mm-hmm. into other people. Yeah. Too. Remember I got my bling shirt yes, made that did. said, beloved, be loved. Yep. Sure do. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it was so good. I was so grateful that you told me. Yeah. Because... Sometimes you're just like crickets. You don't know if anybody's right. out there. Did it minister? Exactly. Did it land? Mm-hmm. And I don't need somebody to tell me good job. Right. God usually goes, good job. Mm-hmm. Or that's what I asked you to do. Or mm-hmm. whatever. But it, it's 
I'm a person, too. Right. And it's nice that there's, you know, some mm-hmm. feedback. So, right, right. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's so why it was good. important to me to to tell you that because, you know, I'm a speaker, too. I'm a teacher, yep. too. And, I'm, yep. and then, like you said, you just never know where it lands. But when you get any kind of feedback, it's almost like I never have a regret if I know in my heart that I did it exactly the way God told me to did it. do it. Right. If I did it how he told me, wherever the chips fall, that's where they right, fall. Right. But if someone comes back to you and say, you know what? That was a blessing because, you know, yep. or this challenged me because, or, or I have another question. This confused uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. That's a blessing to me. Right. So right. that's why I wanted to make sure I shared yeah, it with that's you. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay. Well, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking, of where do we want to go next? Holy Spirit. You did mention that you grow in good and bad. You yes. grow in hard and you grow... Like, we know sometimes it's the hard where we really grow. Mm-hmm. But as far as this being the real deal, is there something, a storm in your life? Is there a time when God himself became more real to you? Because the beginning part of this is, you know, real stories, real people, and a real God. And then mm-hmm. I also, I really believe that my stamp on life is helping people celebrate their significance and the right. genius of God in them. And mm-hmm. I see so much genius in you. I, I just love that you are who you are. Yeah. But is there something that is a, a thought that you have that made you be more you? Or Ooh. helped you regain that, I'm I'm Andrea and this is who he says I am and I don't have to dial it down. Or um, I think it was a series of things because like once I went through the whole soul care and then I was thinking like he created me the way I am, right. you know, and then, then it was, a uh, like I said, being, you know, one of the only blacks on staff, I never call a race card. I never do that. And so I was like, okay, you put me here for a reason to learn something, you right. know? And so I would say it was a series of, it, it wasn't one particular thing that made me okay with who I am. Yeah, it yeah, just, yeah. it just, morphed I guess into it that makes sense but I would say that something where I was reminded who I was was recently I had um accepted a a job at um city on a hill okay I was just working at at you know working and then I was like okay this job opportunity came up and I'm looking over the job description and I was like wow this looks great like how this is amazing you know and then all along the way it was just like I was just feeling like there was red flags okay like Oh, I don't know if I like that part of the job working. Uh, it's an after school program. So that means I will be working until seven, three nights a week. Oh, okay. But okay, that'd be fine. Okay. Well, what about this over here? And it was just different things that was just popping up just as red flags. And then I was like, okay, it was a season where I was not hearing from God. Okay. And I don't know why, because I am very used to hearing and yep. obeying. So it wasn't like I had been hearing and disobeying. So now he's not talking to me, you know, and I just didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why am I not hearing his voice? And so I said, well, are these red flags to push, you know, push through like, you know, Satan are putting these like roadblocks up and like I'm supposed to go, go, or are these red flags to stop? And God wasn't saying anything. Mm. And I was like, well, how could these be red flags to stop? This is an awesome ministry. They're doing these great things. This is for kids and families. And that's me. That's what I do. It felt like every job I ever did was rolled up into Into this one one job. So in the natural, it seemed very like, well, why wouldn't I want to do this? Yes. People I talked to was like, this job is you. It's your name written all over it. Okay, fine. So push, push, push. Got the job. You was at the job and everything. And I just was like, 
something's just still not right. Mm -hmm. And I always teach, keep doing the last thing God told you to do. I agree. If he has not told, then that means you need to keep doing the last thing he told you to do. But I didn't. I left that job. I was working um, just front desk at a high school because I just needed a job to just be. I just needed a job to close the door at the end of the day. I I really needed a sabbatical (laughs) is what I needed. But this job was just just fine okay um but again start to get antsy except that this job over here got there i was hands-on with the kids knee deep in everything um inner city kids which was totally different from the suburban suburban kids kids. that i had been with and i was like well i'm black i can relate to our kids and you know and all of this and so all these things i was telling myself to do it you know and then i was like okay something's just not Right. I'm just not, you know, all these red flags and stuff. And then I remember saying, I remember um, in the interview saying, now this didn't come back to my remembrance until I was in the position. Right, right, right. But in the position, I said, you know, she was asking me something about my dream job or something. And I said, well, I know that I'm a leader. And I'm not one that usually toot my own horn or right, I'm not you, one that and I said, God made you. Exactly. So you said exactly. It. So I said, I'm a leader. I know I'm a visionary and all the, And she said, well, this position is definitely in the weeds. So that means it's definitely yep. in the dirt yep. doing it. And I, yep. and I just said, OK, so I pushed all that down. I pushed down everything that God had built up in me. Right. I pushed it down and went and took the position. And I stayed in that position for five months before it was just eating me up. Yep. And God had started talking to me again. Yep. And then so I knew I was like, oh, my goodness, yeah. this is not where I'm supposed to be. Yep. And so because my identity was intact and because I had spent time with him and knew who I was and because I was used to hearing from him, yep. I knew I was in a foreign land. Yep with him me not hearing right. you know and so then I went and I just told him you know I said I told him about the red flags I yep. was like I don't know if these are red flags to push or red flags to stop and it's a Christian organization so they totally get it yep, you know yep, yep. and so they were shocked and they were just like you know they gave me several different offers for me to to stay in the yeah. position along with them and and stuff and I was like I just I, I can't knew. yeah you I knew. just knew I knew so I would say that's the most recent one so where I, and I would say that's probably the first time that I've stepped out in my true identity yep. and said I can't do this yep I know that he's called me to do this over here and I'm going to be doing this over here, you know, and something might come back around in the future. They're working on some things and stuff. And so the door isn't shut. I didn't burn a bridge or anything like that. So, yeah, so that was my newest. That's my newest one. That that makes me think of the part in scripture where David was trying to put on Saul's armor. Right. And it's like, you see a little girl dressing up in her mom's clothes and the hem is too long and she's got these high right. heels on and it's too big. Similarly, yep. David has this armor on and it's right. heavy and it's like, this is not how I operate. This right. is not me. Yes. And he's like, can't wear it. Yep. Maybe would have protected him in battle, but mm-hmm. I can't wear this. I got to get my slingshot, my stones. This right. is how I'm a shepherd boy. I was trained. I know how to take care of the lion and the bear. God already <laughs> equipped me to take right. care of things and know know who I am. This is the way I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing in the yeah. kingdom mm-hmm. when we really do champion each other for being the way God made us. Right. Not in a, this is who I am. I'm a gossip. Not in right. a sin way. No. But in a, this is what God's coming right. to do. I have vision. And mm-hmm. when I'm down in the weeds, I see nothing right. but green. I got to be able to see yep. and cast vision, mm-hmm. which without a vision, we perish. Right. So without your own vision mm-hmm. for you, 
it was making you dwindle. Right. I'm just glad you weren't yep. there long. Yeah. Not because yeah. of the place, right. but because of who you are. Right. Yeah. It was an awesome place, everything, you know, and um, still, every, you know, the other day, my boss, my old boss texted me. She was like, we miss you around here. And I was like, that is such a blessing, yeah. you know, yeah. so... Yeah. Okay. So from there, then now you are doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Now I'm doing well, the um, things with basics. Those are the things. That's my heart. That's my passion. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I have a day job that has nothing to do with anything at all. Okay. Um, giving me a paycheck and yep. it's, you know, um, make, I'm still making a difference, but it's nothing to do with anything. And so something I can do and just close yep. the door at the, at the end yep. of the day. Um, but it's still fun. I'm still helping people. It's more in the medical field, okay. um, which I did years ago, like wow. straight out of high school. So I'm back doing that, which is to- something totally different using a different part of my brain and yep. everything. So now I'm fresh and everything for all the ministry opportunities right. that are coming like crazy. Right. right. Um, but with basics people, um, that's like a, um, you know, that's like a, a missionary type thing yeah. where I do have some people that support me monthly and stuff and so there are some funds that come in that way okay. but it's basically yeah just doing a, a nine to five job basically oh, I love it mm-hmm. I yeah. love it that you literally are going where God yes. sends you and teaches you and shows you mm-hmm. all right so um, in closing yes tell me if you can think of something that would make your heart leap if it came your way I don't even know why I'm asking that but oh maybe you're supposed to just picture it what would be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I get to do. Why am I about to get teary? Oh, my God. You're made for it. And maybe you're supposed to speak it out. Oh, my goodness, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if I was able to get back into full time ministry um, and that supporting me um, financially. To be able to do what God has called me to do, to do several life groups around soul care, you know, soul care groups around and then being able to uh, walk alongside the children's ministry leaders who Mm -hmm. need it without me trying to balance between I get off work at five. I'll call you at six. Okay, we can meet at this time. But that truly being what I'm able to do, being back, being in full time in ministry. So more single focused. Yes. With the other thing also being life giving. Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I bet you the reason you're teary is he's got it on the horizon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that, we didn't practice that. <laughs> we didn't practice any of it. But maybe that's just your oh, true heart's desire. And yes, it's important. it is. You know, I it would is. um, I would say like the part in Habakkuk 2-2 or Habakkuk, depending on how people say it. I just it, started but, studying uh, that. that. That it would be write down. Make it plain. Mm-hmm. Um, make your vision plain so that the messenger can run with it. Like mm. I, I just... I'd write it down. I would write it down, Lord, this is what I would love mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I just started studying that book wow. on Monday. Wow. Oh, that God's is amazing. crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Yep. Well, you know, wow. with that, I just want to thank you for being real. I didn't even ask you, like, you're married. You have children. I mean, I, we oh, just yeah. went and going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Want to say about I'm celebrating family? my 30th wedding anniversary Woo! next month. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Glory to God. Yes, exactly. It's a picture of what he believes. You know, yep. we're the bride. He's our groom yep. and he died for the church. And mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing. I'm yeah. glad. Congratulations. Yes, thank 30 you years. very much. And you have two girls. Two girls. 26 
And um, she's a nurse. Wow. Married and a nurse. And then the other one just turned 21 on what? Monday. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah, she's finishing her um, senior year at Concordia because okay. she wants to be a teacher. Wow. She will be a teacher. Yep. Awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't even really mention that, but you are an amazing <laughs> wife and a wonderful mother. And we actually knew each other just a little bit because your oldest and my Grace are the same age. Yes. Yeah. So uh -huh. they knew each other right. more yep, they together. Did. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So Grace and Bree knew each other. But, mm -hmm. Okay. That's so good. And, you know, we know each other through ministry things or women's right. ministry thing or right. sp speaking things. But right. I do consider you my friend. Yes. I, same, I feel like we're, same. So we're, we're more than acquaintances. <laughs> right. But I do so consider you a friend. Mm -hmm. And I just am so thankful for yeah. your time here After today. our road trip to Michigan, we're definitely more than friends. Oh, my gosh. We laughed so hard <laughs> that, in that whole yes, hotel room we did. in Grand Rapids. We were at Speak Up With Confidence, everyone. Right. And that group of women... All of us were speakers. Right. It, mm -hmm. I'm not, it's not that we couldn't use it. Right. But we had a ball. We had a blast. That was hilarious. That was our bonding moment. It really was. And we need to have those people back together again. If that we would be hilarious. That yeah. was funny. Mm -hmm. We got talking and our antics in the hotel room at night. We were just on <laughs> fire because each of us knows there's an audience. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so there was some speaking up going on in that yes. room. It was That funny. was amazing. I was laughing amazing. so hard. Yes. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. All right. Well, in closing, do you feel comfortable just praying for whoever's listening? Uh, yes. And I just want to thank you again. Yes. You're just a sheer delight. Thank I you really for having you, me. And, um, and I'm going to tell you that I have... I just believe in this soul care thing. And, and mm -hmm. one of my visions is to have some place yeah. where people can come. Mm -hmm. um, similar to what Steve does, but to get refueled. Mm -hmm. And I just want to minister and pour in. And also, yeah. like, if it's in Florida, we collect shells or they go on their bicycles right. and have ice cream. Like, it doesn't mean, like, every hour is in the word, yeah. but I, I would love to minister yeah. in that way at yeah. multiple sites. Like I'm mm -hmm. asking God for a bigger vision yeah. of that. Right. And just hearing your obedience to do it here mm -hmm. is encouraging. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And then one last thing I am in yeah. November looking to have a soul care chat and chew. Ooh. And that's what people that can't commit to a year, yep. but you can commit to three hours on a Saturday. Nice. And just come and it's a soul care chat and chew. So I'm still looking for a venue and yep. stuff like that. But I'm looking to do that like two, like three or four times a year. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we will collaborate somehow yeah. sometime. That would be uh, amazing. If nothing else, I will pray for you yes. because I just believe you're doing what mm -hmm. God wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Thank good. Thank you. All right. I'm going to pray you. for you, but you pray for our audience. Members, okay. So if you All right. Thank you so much. We'll do them. <sighs> just taking a deep breath yes, and Lord. just sitting at his feet. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just love you and we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you how you have uniquely created each one of us, Father. Mm -hmm. God, help us to not compare ourselves Hallelujah. to the other person. Help us not to look at what we feel is a deficiency, Father, but help us to see ourselves as beautiful, see ourselves as complete, yeah. see ourselves as uniquely how you have created us to be, Father. God, I pray for anyone that is stirring with a, a crazy idea, Father, mm -hmm. that they know is from you. Let them step out and do it afraid, Father. Yeah. Let them be bold enough to do what you have called them to do, Lord. God, I just thank you for each person that is listening, Lord, and those that will listen at whatever time right. they may, Lord. And I just thank you so much. Um, and I just pray that you will just speak to each one of us. Help us to um, to foster our relationship with you first. Yeah. Let that be what's most important to each one of us, Father. Not what we're called to do. Not, you know, we're this person's mom or this person's uh, right. wife or, or anything like that. But let us remember that we're your daughters and you're our dad. And all you want for us is just sit on your lap 
lap and feel your arms wrapped around us so we can just swing our feet just like little girls and know that we are loved. So, God, I just lay all this at your feet. I just pray for those that are hurting, those that have been pushed down, that they will know that they can stand up because you're their Heavenly Father and they can just lean on you. Yeah. Help them to just be hungry to get into your word. We love you and we thank you. And we thank you for the breath that you give us. Give us. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that every good, every perfect gift comes from you. Yes. So thank you for this sweet time with my sister. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to bless Andrea. Yes. I just, may I touch you? Yes. I just praise you, God, for this servant of yes. yours, this sold out one. Just yes. she's beloved of you, God. I thank yes. you. Thank you for what she's doing, how she's doing it. I thank you that she hears you. I thank you that she obeys you. And Lord, I just ask a special blessing on her heart's dreams and desires, God, that you would do exactly what you say exceedingly, abundantly, far beyond all she could ask. That's her prayer life. And imagine that's her dream life. So Holy Spirit, just more, just multiply her time, God, multiply her giftings, multiply her connections. And those who um, she comes in contact with, Lord, I just speak favor over her in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord, for her family. Thank you for her marriage of 30 years. Thank you for her daughters, Lord. I just pray you'd bless them. You promised to bless to the thousandth generation, those who love and serve you. So thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, God, that you are showing yourself strong on her behalf. So strengthen her frame, God. Thank yes. you for her delight. Thank you for her joy. Thank you for the the um, fact that she just rises up and yes. shines. You, God, that's what you tell us. Arise and shine for your light has come. Yes. So, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that nothing yes. ever dampens it. Nothing yes. ever um, eclipses this uh, glory giver, Lord. And I thank you that you are making her go from glory to glory, strength to strength, grace to grace. And yes. you're creating in her an ability to reflect you with such, Amen. with such wonderful beautiful presence so i bless her lord and for each member lord listening today lord the real dealers out there i just pray that you would strengthen them today god and that you would allow them to not be a copycat of anyone else that they could be the real deal they would be freed to be who you've made them you say that we're a poem that we're your masterpiece and so god i just celebrate people's significance and the genius that you've put in them the genius of god in them and i just ask that any impediment to that would be cast down in the name of Jesus and that they would be able to run their race with perseverance, with strength, and that they would know they're a victor. So help them, God. Thank you for this time. (laughs) In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Love you you too. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yes. That's painless, right? Painless. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 